Now that you've gained insight into some early life markers that have set the stage for your life, we're moving on to the planets that function directly with your identity, personality, and purpose, which is the name of reading number two, identity, personality, and purpose. Now this um, reading is broken up into two parts, the first of which details the planets that directly affect the identity, personality, and purpose. While the second part deals with the integration of the personality layers and how you can integrate each layer into its higher functionality so that you can begin actualizing the path of purpose fulfillment. Let's begin. This is reading number two, Identity, Personality, and Purpose for Client 808. Let's begin. So we're gonna begin with the sun and your sun sign. Uh, most often in astrology, people wanna say, oh, I'm a Gemini and things like that, or I am a Taurus. And they think that that is what you present first to the person or to other people or out in the world. It really isn't. It is your ascendant sign. But we're going to get into that in the second part of reading number two. Um, because that's a, it's a part of an integration process. So we'll go into that. But for now... You are um, a Gemini sun, and your sun is in the ninth house. Now, when you think of the sun, you want to think the creator. And what goes with that is I will. So whenever you say I will or you will to do something, um, you're speaking of your sun. However, let me explain how the sun sign actually operates. So how your Gemini is operating. The sun symbolizes your basic identity, your conscious purpose, psychological and spiritual center, as well as your self-expression. It's pretty much the ego personality. It also represents your inner life of force, vitality, and purpose. The sun defines you as an individual. It's what makes you shine, and it gives you the desire to become more to grow and to move into your infinite potential, your North Node, and it illuminates your public persona and career legacy, okay? Now, the sun in your chart is in the sign of Gemini. Your sun sign represents your purpose, will, and power. Your sun sign's element is air, and your soul lesson um, is that you need to learn about the logical details of life through communicating with and learning from others. Now, chances are great that you bear many talents with an ability to theorize on them as well as put them into practice. You are open to and perhaps even attracted to unique and unusual things because you have an ability to see benefits, to see the benefits that 
these unique little things that people, other people will call strange and useless, you can see the benefit in them. So, however, if these things or benefits are shared with conservative types, um, conservative people probably won't look at it or view it the same. So there's an eclectic sense about your uh, a taste or or your sense of art or, you know, things like that. But nonetheless, you are highly intelligent. Um, You're a witty person. Um, You have a witty sense of humor and one who takes great interest in your surroundings. You are adaptable and able to feel comfortable in most situations. Mercury, as Gemini's ruler, gives you with a public spirit Um, with public speaking abilities and writing talents. You may find great success as a journalist or creative in advertising. Those two things are great for the Gemini energies. It comes easy for you to find success in a vast array of fields. You're like very, um, Gemini is a mutable sign So you can fit almost anywhere, you know, and do anything. Very, very, very adaptable. This may be attributed to your ability to focus. You have an ability to focus and concentrate very well. Um, If you're not able to focus very well, that may have to do um, with an aspect planet that may get involved with that and change that. But with this basic placement, you are able to concentrate pretty well. Um, Because these things are so natural for you, you don't feel the need to emphasize them. They're not something like, oh yeah, I'm going to work on that. You know, like this is my gift or talent. You just don't see it that way. It's just a thing to you. So you have a knack for communication and holding great conversation. For some, you may come off as shallow or kind of flighty And that's only because you don't hold any strong dogmas, like you're adaptable. Um, Your um, ability to admit a mistake, whether to yourself or others, and to accept the opinions of others is natural. And it's sometimes um, often mistaken as a false adaptability or like you're being fake. And that is not the case for you. You're just cool like that. So it may take you longer to pinpoint a career focus because you have many different interests and um, you offer um, often suffer from creative restlessness, as they call it. Uh, this may be because you're always on the search to learn something new. So you have an active mind and a for, forever young intellect um, because you, you have so many different interests and um I can see that it's probably difficult for you to like nail down one thing, you know? So your Gemini Gemini sun in the ninth house, however, moves thinking for you uh, beyond initial surroundings. So the ninth house, let's talk about what the ninth house energy is. Ninth house energy um, is represented by Sagittarius and Jupiter. And Jupiter is... Um, our higher God mind and thinking. So while Mercury represents our um, 
immediate surroundings and thinking and communication regarding our immediate surroundings, family, like siblings, neighbors, um, things within our community. Ninth house Jupiter energy, where your sun is placed, moves you to thinking beyond initial surroundings and into more broad subjects like philosophy, law, um, spiritual, religious matters. This house expands interest in thinking. It expands you. Um, it's not small mind energy. It's very great. And it, it, it makes it less practical for you in focusing. So you have an intuitive mind with an idealistic approach in the way you take in information. However, you may become a fanatic on particular subjects when you believe you know something and you may try to persuade others in, um, in thinking like you or um, persuading them that your idea is what it is and it's the way it is. So the other thing about I don't have in the... Um, transcript is Jupiter, Jupiter um, and ninth house energies are really lucky and they bring on they're very positive so if I were to ever like talk to you I would probably say that there's an element of you more so probably more so not in public but more so in your close friends and surroundings, you're probably very talkative. And um, maybe when you get into public, you may operate a little bit different, but I'm thinking that you're talkative and lighthearted and, and um, pretty easygoing, you know, for the most part, but that may resonate. I'm not sure, that's what, I can, that's what I'm picking up here. So ninth house energies create a desire for travel, generally long distances or abroad. The odds of you becoming familiar with other countries is great, like their culture and things. You may even have an interest in that, um, but you relish your freedom and, and you like adventure and likely, I'm telling you, you're probably kind of lighthearted and bubbly for the most part. But we do have aspects and we do have planets that hit on these things. So let's see um, what the planets are attributing to, uh, contributing to your uh, ninth house Gemini placement, okay? Now you have a opposition, a Saturn opposition. Now again, whenever you come across opposition, you wanna think mirror. And what's reflecting back to you. So if something is reflecting back to you, that's something that you're emitting. So therefore, this you're, there's something you're projecting. Whether it's consciously or um, unconsciously, it's just the way we operate as humans. And so as we move forward in the readings, you're going to really, really have an understanding or that's my goal is to help us really to help you to really understand <clears throat> how much we have control over our lives and how much we 
are creating it and there's no other way. It's almost like we're the only person in our world and everything else is um, it's happening because of us. And that's just the way it is. And by the end of this course, tailored to your life, you're gonna see exactly how you, we can integrate and garner control on more say conscious say so in our life events. So therefore this placement of the opposition, Saturn opposition, creates two types of people. And this depends upon factors, a few factors, but one is the level of confidence being the main consideration. The first type in this group gives up when a problem arises. Remember we discussed this one? Um, while the second type is stimulated by problems and compels inspired work. Lower levels of self-esteem is common but can be improved by putting in your best and creating a good outcome. So this is asking you to keep in mind that problems are only opportunities or what is a perceived problem is, is only a way that we, um, is, is there for us to bend our mind around in order to create a solution. And once we start doing that or able to create and use issues as problems, we begin to build our ability to master our lives in a great way. So it's kind of like for me, uh, using um, personal experience, like my life has like a lot of people, it's been a whole lot of turmoil going on. But over the years I've learned to, um, now that I come across problems, it's not even a big thing because you've dealt with so much and you've seen so much, been able to bend so much in your favor just by looking at it in a different way. So it's really interesting. And if you're not able to do that now, I hope you are able to do that. If you're not, you will. <laughs> You'll see the benefit of it by the end of this because that's the whole goal is for us to create a better life. Now your son is training your ascendant now, the Ascendant, we're going to discuss in part two of this reading because it's, I didn't want to make this um, part too long and put too much into one and you get all confused because the Sun and Ascendant and other aspects that I'll be mentioning can get a little confusing. So I really, really want to make it clear for you because it's real simple. Um, once you get it and you'll be able to bend your mind in, in beautiful ways to to get great benefits out of life. So, but the trine, let's get back to it. The trine ascendant, the sun training your ascendant, um, speaks of a true harmony um, with the relationship you have with your behaviors and your authentic essence. This is beautiful because that means that you are who you present yourself to be and the way that you behave and act is true to you, you know? And this is beautiful as it is a common um, for people to walk in their truth. So in that, there's nothing to say but keep being you. And it's beautiful. Now, your son, 
is conjunct with Chiron. We're going to deal with Chiron and really dig into Chiron in reading three because this is a very, very important aspect of everyone's chart. And I'll explain why. Chiron is the wounded healer and it is re represented as a soul wound. Um, again, we will discuss in reading three and how it pre, uh, how it's, how the presence of Chiron affects your life and how you can balance it. Now, um, we're going to discuss that. I, I want to do it now, but I just don't want to overbear you all at once because, because this is a lot. So, now that we've discussed what makes you shine, we can keep it moving on to the next layer of personality. This layer is, was actually interpreted in the first reading. The next layer of personality that was interpreted in the first reading. Any idea which one it might be? Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> Come on, take a crack at it. <laughs> well, if you guess the moon, that is correct. Okay. Um, the moon. The moon is so important. It's dominant, actually, in the development of the first layer of personality of the human psyche. And personality as it relates to the moon is formed in the womb and the impressions of our immediate surroundings and they have a profound influence on our innermost core and that is the moon energies so i won't go over the moon energies in this reading because it is in your first one so at this point i will Go again and take a look at the moon and see how the, the, the parts of your personality and really write down what resonates because I am going to, there are phases of the moon and we're going to discuss that as well in the second part of this reading. So we are going to move on to Mercury. Now, Mercury is the planet of, is the messenger of the, um, of the zodiac, I'm sorry, of the constellation of the galaxy. And with it being the messenger, um, because it's the messenger, it moves around the earth um, more often than any other planet. And it keeps going, sending messages it's the communicator and it moves and moves and communicates and it has to do with our mind and its statement is I think now Mercury which is the planetary ruler of Gemini and Virgo symbolizes your capacity to think speak learn and reason so in human development Mercury is dominant from the ages of uh, 7 to 13. And that's when energies are channeled into learning. So Mercury is an air element. Um, it governs intellect, the rational mind, 
and the ability to analyze and assimilate information. Now, if not functioning properly, Mercury can cause problems with learning and communication. And this is how we focus. This is how we communicate. If Mercury is what they call, what it's called debilitated in, in your sign. So let's move forward and see what's happening with Mercury in your chart. Now, Mercury uh, is in the sign of Taurus and in the eighth house. The eighth house, girl. It shows how you acquire knowledge, formulate concepts, and communicate with others. Now, your Mercury signs element since it's in Taurus, is Earth. Taurus is an Earth sign. And this suggests how you think and communicate concretely um, and pragmatically. So you think in a very grounded, um, it, I'm sorry, it suggests that you think <laughs> um, and communicate concretely and pragmatically. You think deeply about things and tend to be knowledgeable, again, about a vast array of subjects because you enjoy the process of learning. It's kind of like the Torian uh, addiction to food and being a foodie. Learning for you is like fine dining. And once you learn something, it is embedded in your memory. The first thing that comes to mind with Taurus in the eighth house is sex, the love of sex and its depth. So strong, patient, careful, sensual lover, you probably are, um, like the art of realizing. So it's like in that aspect, when you think of Scorpio, eighth house energies, you just wanna think of sex okay i mean that's the first thing that anyone comes anything comes to mind when it comes to scorpio because it's it has to do with deep emotions and it pulls from the polar of taurus of things and the five physical senses and it balances those things out uh, Scorpio balanced the, the sensuality of the sensuality of five physical senses through emotions, deep emotions. So that's kind of how that works. So that's why with your Taurus being there, you are probably a highly, highly sensual person, meaning um, like the five physical senses is like, you like to realize them, you know? And, and and your essence, like walking in a room, you're probably very attractive to people and you've probably heard in your life a lot. You probably have been called sexy. Girl, you gonna hurt somebody out there, so you be careful. <laughs> but yes, so these are, um, <clears throat> that's that type of energy. You know, with Taurus and 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 uh, Scorpio, Taurus in the house of Scorpio, girl. 
So money and wealth may be even sexy to you. You know, it may be easy for you to gain financial support from others, probably because you just own that, that essence that draws people into you. And, and with that, uh, that cancer moon, you, you have some good energies going on. So unfortunately though, this may cause you to attract partners who want to gain financial support from you. So get rid of those, nah, don't have that. So you are thorough though. You're careful and productive when it comes to research or care for others. So you'll be watchful there. And plus you're a giving person with that cancer moon. So you make sure that you're not out there being taken um, advantage of and taken for granted because um, own your intuition, own your knowing. You know, not everyone deserves your gifts. Not everyone deserves what you, you the, the beauty and the nurturing and the loveliness that you have to offer, okay? So right now Mercury in the eighth house is working with energies of death. What is hidden, secret, and not openly displayed? So this comes across as thinking and communication. So how you execute these energies in daily life suggests that you are the curious type, seeking that which isn't openly revealed. Um, such subjects like sex, death, or anything taboo may be of interest to you. Or you're most likely a gatherer of information, uh, doing so to learn things on a deeper level. Um, this curiosity and gathering of information ties into, uh, in with your style of relation to others. You desire to go deep, um, gathering intel so you can know the motivations of others. So you do really, really get information so you can kind of feel people out and see what their, uh, see if they have any ulterior motives or what their motivations are, good stuff. So this means, um, this is a means of honing in your communication skills. So it looks as though you probably probe, ask questions, so then you know how to communicate with people, which is really great because of your moon in the, the 10th house when we spoke of your moon um, and you working with the public and you having a public persona, this, this is a good aspect of yourself that can deal with that very well. So, and um, yeah, yeah. So you may not have a great interest in small talk or gossip because you aim to know others from a non-superficial place that really ties into your north node of becoming intimate. So it's, it's like for you, there is, you want to trust. You really want to trust and not be afraid of being open. So if you have a sense of fear of opening up or Maybe you have been burnt um, from being open and vulnerable and intimate 
with your emotions and going deep, don't let that stop you. Don't let that make you shy away because that's where your beauty is and that's where your gifts are. That's how you shine your light. I can't wait to get into that aspect of your um, your reading number two because you... Hmm. You're 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 this lifetime. You're literally here to build up you, you know, so that you can enter into the public persona. And we're going to really get into that and give you the tools of how, how. So that's the great part. So, um, now before you share information. With other people, you probably, they will have to really, really, really uh, dig deep and, and, and get you to speak up about yourself, you know, um, and release your secrets and baggage. So it may be some stubbornness there, some Taurus bull stuff going on there, you know. So you might find that writing it's more suitable suitable for you in expressing the um, more deep or private parts of yourself. So if that's what feels good for you and comfortable for you, go right ahead. Oh, it just came to me um, that what if you, if you don't do this already, write about your deep depth and you can share it privately uh, uh, through a podcast or writing or a blog or a blog. So that would be really great for you. And you would still be serving your purpose a little bit, but we can get, we're going to get into that. <laughs> so we have Mercury sextile your moon. A sextile is always harmony. And in this, um, aspect, it indicates that you are quite intelligent. Um, you may have a good memory with an ability to understand others. This aspect helps you become a good teacher, a journalist, or even a psychologist. If you have an interest um, in your origins, like your roots and things, you will be great in finding the, um, the, uh, the looking into, you're a great researcher. You can find that very resourceful there. And you're capable of providing solutions for environmental issues as well. So Mercury squares Jupiter for you. A square presents a challenge. And this one is regarding your beliefs, which may create extremist thinking. So remember, Jupiter is the planet that expands everything and a lot of times they say Sagittarians exaggerate because if you see something I say you walk in a Sagittarian Jupiterian energy will see the leaves blow a bit but they'll go and tell the story and they're like oh there were leaves blowing everywhere all around me I couldn't even breathe it's kind of that type of exaggeration so that's what Jupiter does is expands everything and so the ability for you to synthesize theory into practice may be difficult for you to scale things down you know so because Jupiter is big and 
grand and wide and expansive. So with this being your Mercury, which is <clears throat> which is um, logical, analytical thinking solutions and creating solutions for in systems and things like that, Jupiter squaring that thinking will cause that logical uh, making sense out of things and being analytic analytical it will make it difficult for you to synthesize it and make it make sense and create a system out of it or to the pattern you know to find the pattern so if you're having difficult with that part that's Jupiter that's this square with Mercury going on so moving abroad is often the cure um, you might get restless often you know, so moving abroad or traveling will probably cure that restlessness if you ever experience that. Now, Mercury conjuncts your North Node. This aspect offers two sides. We went over this one in your North Node reading. The blending and connection offers suggest that you are intelligent and overall your life experience is good. Um, you are introspective and construct your introspective. Therefore, you constructively criticize yourself. It's in a good way. Um, you are open to others, forthright, and able to accept criticism from others. You're able to manage obstacles through healthy, analytical, and logical thinking. Whoa. However, on the other hand, the sextile moon mentioned above, as well as that Jupiter. The aspect of instinct and focus can be obstructed with the logical thinking process, and as well as that Jupiter placement that's unable to scale things down so, to, so you can see it from a more narrow lens. Um, that may be an issue with this conjunction uh, to the node, your north, north node. Um, in turn, you might, this might bring up stubbornness or defensiveness and uh, holding on to things if it relates, if or when it relates to your moving into that North Node possibility. So be sure not to get stuck on one thing or if it's not making sense to you. Just let it go. Let it go. Now, that is it for your Mercury. I hope that was helpful and uh, helpful for you. We're going to move on to Venus, the goddess of love and beauty. Okay, Venus is, um, your Venus is in the seventh house of Aries. And Venus's statement is, I harmonize. Now, Venus symbolizes attractivity, the capacity to draw the people and things we love and value to, that you love and value to you. Um, Venus rules Taurus and Libra. 
The Earth Venus attracts sensual pleasure through material substance, money, and the good life. The Air Venus governs social urges of interaction and joining with others in relationships, in joining in relationships, partnerships, marriages, things like that. And both love and friendship, love and friendship, Venus signifies what turns you on and how you turn others on, revealing the way you'll express affections and feelings for others and how you give yourselves to them, okay? How you give yourself to them. Venus um, in your chart is in the sign of Aries, which indicates how you connect to who and what you value and express and how you express aesthetic sensibility. Your Venus signs element is fire. Girl, which means you got that fire, girl, that fire love, which signifies what you seek in interactions with others is excitement and adventure and or passion and romance or all of the above. Now, <clears throat> this placement is greatly influenced by Mars being Aries ruler. So, and wherever Mars is, um, there's note that there may be, know that there may be aggression, arguing, or flat out war at times. If you're experiencing trouble with relationship, relationships, great chances, Aries in the seventh house as home to Venus, this placement is likely the culprit, okay? And we're going to go into details. This placement suggests aggression or even forceful ideals in how relationships are dealt with. There may be competitions, like one, one, someone needs to win inside of the relationships, or selfishness, self-centeredness, and even violence. You know, it might be very aggressive, and that might be you, or it might be the other person. So it might be, you might be the aggressor of these things, or you attract guys that are like this, or people, you know, that are like this. This placement may indicate someone who desires or operates best in feeling or being allowed independence within the relationship because Aries is the first man, you know, it is, <clears throat> it is the first man, it's the warrior element of who we are as human beings and it's really a strongly um, egotistical type of energy but not in the negative way it's as if it's just who it's the first man like i'm here i'm standing here i have a body this is me and very self-aware of him or herself so you may even refuse to get married for fear of losing your independence so on the bright side you, someone in the relationship, though, on the bright side of this, um, is independent, courageous, and assertive. Um, 
want you will either you're either that person or you will experience that person in relationships now seventh house aries is where leading pioneer pioneering and alternative uh, autonomous partnering can thrive so you really have the workings of um a great relationship um but i can see where if you're the aggressor or if that is what you're receiving there must be <clears throat> an integration of energies and um, it look it's you have that um innate emotional swing with that cancer moon which may cause and create emotional mood swings so on top of with this aries fire there has to be a balance created if this is what you're creating for from yourself or you're receiving from others and we'll get into the balancing of that now under every sign you want to check out under the aspects where it has balanced and imbalanced um, expressions of both things. So you want to look to see which one you have, what, what you're weighing at, you know, um, more of, if you're more weighing more of the imbalanced expressions of these things, then you know you have an idea or a glean into what the balanced expression will be and you can integrate and begin um, becoming that because that's exactly what this is all about and called for you to do. So you'll find this under the aspect portion of every sign. Now Venus is square your moon and we spoke about this under the moon and I'll, but I'll read it again. This aspect creates a battle or confusion about real feelings versus emotional needs. And this causes a problem like in relationships and often ends in you um, in, in competing with another person. Like there may be someone else involved in some type of way like competition. This aspect is urging you to get clear on your values involving love. Like are you seeing what you think you're seeing? Is the person doing what you're doing um, because you're not clear on what your emotional needs are? Or are you, because you may not be clear on what your emotional needs are, is that person able to manipulate you into thinking that they're not doing what you feel like they're doing? Like there is something going on with that and really write down notes with that so if that's happening if that is your experience let me know because i'll be able to look in different areas of your chart to see um what can be integrated and to see where it can, where it that could be coming from so you can email me and let me know if this is accurate for you because that is that clarity that gaining clarity on this aspect would be great for your mind you know <clears throat> 
Now your Venus sextile Mars, sextiles Mars, and this is a really great aspect because you know how the saying goes, women are from, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and um, they're like polar opposites. You know, Mars represent, represents the masculine energy and Venus represents the feminine. And when these two aspects can sextile, meaning that they really get along and they work well with each other, this is a very good thing. And this indicates that you are a very kind and considerate person, um, that you enjoy free time, but you do have a nice social circle as well. Um, you're more than likely a pretty laid back in most things while having loads of creative energy as well. So these things are balanced for you. Um, if this resonates, there's no advice needed. You just keep on doing you, girl. <laughs> now, sextile Jupiter, Venus sextile Jupiter. Now, this is really great. So your Venus, your goddess energy has only so far the one square and everything else is good with it. So this is really, really a good thing, you know. Um, I I would embrace this very much <laughs> because the embracing of this could balance out anything that you may be experiencing that isn't coming, um, that isn't working out in your life the way that you like it to. I would really love to speak with you and to get clarity on if any of this is resonating or not with you. Um, so your Venus sextiling Jupiter. Um, <laughs> I have on here another sextile with Venus. This is good stuff. This aspect signifies you're being kind and cordial, quite possibly very easily adaptable in the social world as well as beyond, like in different cultures or traveling abroad, you know. Um, and any demands that are called upon you, you'll probably be able to, you know, finesse it in a good way, you know. Your congenial hospitality and generosity can get you very far on the social scene. Um, hey, fashion, that might be on the top of your list too have any legal disputes going on if so this aspect can work in your favor so this is really really good no suggestions to give for this placement i think you've got it all under control there you know now your venus is trying uranus oh my goodness another trying very very good uranus is the planet of change um and with it being in harmony with venus Uranus is that planet, and we will go into detail with Uranus because it's an outer planet. So it would be um, the second, the, it would be in the third reading. Um, no, the fourth reading, I'm sorry. It'll be in the fourth reading. And Uranus is the planet of train. change. It's moving into like the unknown you know, because there's change there. And with Venus, the, the, the way that you harmonize is really a good thing. And so it suggests that most likely change is something that you embrace, which is the only constant in the world, huh? So you're, you embrace change. Um, your emotional independence may not compel you to desire long-term relationships. 
let's discuss these relationships. Please send me an email. Let me know if this uh, resonates because I'm going to have a lot of um, information for you regarding relationships, if you'd like. Um, relationships may be short-lived, but um, you do have that sex appeal and attractiveness that, that bring, bring them to your yard, girl. So if, if your relationships are short-lived, I would say from what I'm reading now, it is probably your choice or something like that because I don't see how you have some good energy regarding love and relationships other than maybe the possible <laughs> aggression situation. I'm, I'm very curious to know if that's something that you're emitting in the relationship or that you get from others. And either way, um, I'll be able to look in here and see how um, you can balance that out. So please send me an email and let me know. I, I wanna know if these are accurate, um, if they resonate with you. And um, so we can gain clarity and get you moving and getting the things in life that you want. So Mars, we're gonna move on to Mars. Mars is in the ninth house of Gemini. Mars, the warrior, means I act, I take action, I move. And Mars known, is known as the god of war. It functions as the right-hand man of the sun. While the sun formulates our goals, Mars pursues them. Mars symbolizes the capacity to act and assert ourselves based upon personal desire. Through this energy, we have the drive and ambition to accomplish whatever we desire. Physical passion and desire for sexual gratification is expressed through the masculine energy of Mars. The purpose of Mars energy is to learn how to constructively project Mars's creative force. Okay, so planet Mars in your chart is in the sign of Gemini, which describes how you assert yourself and pursue wants and desires. Your Mars sign element is air and indicates that you assert and project yourself through communication, but in an abstract way. So that means not very straightforward. So this placement indicates interest or communications regarding other cultures. There may be a culture or way of living that you wish to implement in your daily life. So you may have seen a culture out there that you really, or, or a way of, you know, that you really admire and you want to adopt that in your, into your life, you know. Um, the concepts you have about religion, philosophy, or spirituality are abstract, but they work for you. So your ideals may not be streamlined and mainstream, you know, um, about religion. I'm very curious, did you grow up in a religious household? I'm thinking there was probably something about religion or spirituality regarding that and maybe you moved in a different direction of what that is um 
I'm wondering, did you have any trouble with your change of heart or your change of mind from what your families or um, siblings and things like that? Um, I'm, I'm very curious with that. So perhaps you travel or have an interest in becoming a travel, travel blogger. Um, and, uh, you are a free spirit and enjoy independence. Perhaps because you seek to discover the meaning of everyday life. That's a huge part of your life's journey um, is discovering meaning. And we'll go into that. Because your action planet is in uh, an air sign, you tend to have loads of ideas and projects. But your energy is so fragmented. And you're not able to see them all through, like you're broken up into pieces and the ability to put them together may, may make it all make sense, may be difficult. And you start again, you stop that one, probably getting bored and uh, creatively restless. And then you start something else, move on to something else, and then you stop that one and the cycle repeats. Um, however, your Mercury aspects of focus may aid in balancing this out. So if this isn't your experience, that Mercury aspect that creates great balance for you may balance this out and just cancel it out for you. So I would love to know if that's the case. Now, something is telling me to go back up here and... Abstract communication. I wonder, are you experiencing in your relationships not being very clear on what it is that you feel or that you want? Does that cause an issue in your um, intimate relationships? You know, because you're maybe you say it, but not very clear, or you're not very clear with what it is that you want to receive from the person or the individual and maybe they don't know what it is. I'm not sure. There's something with that. I would love to hear from you. And the great thing is, again, um, Geminis. Geminis are very intelligent, like, because you think a lot, you know, um, your mind, you're all about the mind. And if you have a need, your fire, your, you, that fiery temperament of Aries quickly manifests through communication and your willingness to speak up. You will speak. So there are ways that you will speak up, but are you clear? Are you clear in expressing exactly what it is that you want? That's coming up for me to say to you. Um, I would love to kind of uh, send me an email, you know, and I would love to kind of dig into this. Okay. So Mars in the ninth house expands horizons and, um, and your life is oriented toward this. So yeah, you're about expanding and expansion and thinking higher and greater. So other cultures interest you. Your so social circle may be evidence of this. You walk the talk as it relates to your, if you have any type of religious or spiritual or philosophical ideologies. 
um, that are built around being self-aware, like there's something that's just really real about you that you're not, you're maybe transparent. And that's beautiful because in the, your with your moon and your inevitable public, um, public career, what it is that you're doing, that's a great asset, you know, being walking the walk and talking the talk and you being real with that. And then you had the other um, aspect, planetary aspect that said that you were true to your behaviors. So it looks like you, you're very true to yourself and you don't get that in a lot of readings. Some people are not true to themselves or they're not their advocate. And it looks like you will be your advocate. Um, you can be your, an advocate for yourself. So, yep. So this placement, um, the themes are freedom. You like your independence and freedom. Travel, culture, exploration, and things that relate to expansion. So this is really beautiful. We're going to discuss now the aspects of Mars, okay? <clears throat> we just read the uh, sextile, the Mars sextiling Venus, which is a beautiful, beautiful aspect um, that indicates your, your uh, kind demeanor and your consideration for other people, which lends itself to your Cancer moon, how you are... Uh, you serve, you serve others well, but don't forget about yourself, okay? Please don't do that um, to your, at your expense. Um, you enjoy free time and you, you probably have friends that you enjoy, you know, and that's really great. Um, you're pretty laid back and um, you have lots of creative energy. You're very creative. So, again, if this resonates with you, a sextile, Mars, sextile, and Venus, you can ask any uh, astrologer that that is a great thing. Now, Mars trying Jupiter. How beautiful. That's a Jupiter energy. Jupiter is the planet, again, of expansion, travel, good luck, um research, philosophy, um, Jupiter. When you master Jupiter's energy in your chart, Jupiter represents a woman's husband. Did you know that? So whatever Ju when we get to Jupiter, we're really going to work on integrating those energies. If you're looking to for a long-term relationship, um, and, and, and what you need to, what you need to become, in order to create the projection that you desire in your life. Yeah. As you, a woman wants to look to Jupiter for that. So Jupiter's expansive nature supports your Mars in a harmonious way. Um, can you say independence? Opinions, business, thinking, and speech. However, Mercury's interactions may cause... Um, Oh, yeah. Oh. Now, this is a, a trying with Jupiter is very good. But anything that 
goes against Jupiter's expansion and largeness could be difficult. So with Mercury, with Mercury's interactions with Jupiter, it may cause you a little bit of issues in how this Jupiter trying here is functioning. And that is because your communication with Mercury and that logical thinking, getting stuck in a smaller loop of thinking, it kind of messes up and affects your Jupiter in a way. So nonetheless, you are a reflective person. You're idealistic. Um, you do know how to empower, you empower yourself by exercising your rights. Like I can't see how you're, you would be a pushover in any way. I just don't see that. You really stand up for yourself and advocate yourself. And that's a beautiful thing. All right. Well, this is it for your reading number two, part one. Part two is coming up shortly. And I really hope that you gained a little bit of clarity of yourself, um, of yourself a bit. But now part two, we're going to, the big part is next. We're going to dig into your life's purpose and we're going to integrate all of these energies and show you how we can get them to all work together a bit. And, um, and on, in that we build on top of information. I just don't throw it all at you at once. It just it's a slow build on top so you can unfold, unpack, and then reorganize. I will, I hope this was helpful for you and we will be moving on to reading part two and, um, reading two, part two. And this one I call the synthesis, synthesis number one, because we'll have a synthesis at the end and how we integrate where we are together, um, integrate the information. So I will see you soon. Bye.